Amen. We talked about let him in. Amen. 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 And so, so today I want to go back and we're going to talk about lift today. Amen. Uh, if you have your Bible, open your Bible to the book of Psalms. Uh, the book of Psalms. Uh, Psalms uh, 116. Uh, it's a beautiful psalm. Psalm 116 is a powerful psalm, y'all. And uh, we're going we're gonna to deal with it today. Amen. So if you have your Bibles, open your Bibles there to Psalm 116. And I want you to go to, we're going to look at two verses today. Two verses today if you stand for the reading of God's Word. Amen. Psalm 116, verses 1 and 2 if you can stand. Amen. If everybody has it, say amen. All right. If not, it's on the screen. I love the Lord. Come on, somebody. I love the Lord because he hears my voice. Come on, somebody. And my supplications. Because he has inclined his ear to me. Therefore, I shall call upon him as long as I live. Turn to your name and say, neighbor, lift your voice. Amen. Lift him up, but lift your voice. Amen. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, lift your voice. Amen. Give God a hand clap of praise. Lift your voice. Amen. God gave you a voice. Amen. God gave you a voice box. Amen. And it's amazing that we lift our voices for a lot of things. Amen. If we are calling someone on the phone, you're lifting your voice. You're using your voice. We use our voices for a lot of things. Amen. But do you remember when... (laughs) You play that game? Do you remember when? I mean, have you ever had a moment where your mind brought you back to some event in your life that caused you to smile or even to have joy? I mean, if you think back over your life, there are some moments in your life that just make you shout. Come on, somebody. I mean, you, 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 just, you just can't contain, amen, the excitement. Do you remember what it felt like? Do you remember how it made you feel? Amen. Do you remember what it feels like to be loved? Anybody? I mean, do you know what it feels? You remember what it feels like to be appreciated? Come on, somebody. Do you know what it felt like to be, uh, you know, to be uh, a person that people admire and appreciate? Amen. It's amazing. I don't know about you, but. Uh, when you're facing discouragement, amen, and, and when you're facing things in life, it may seem like it's never going to get better. But one of the things I know, I, can, I have a memory that God has given me. I have a mind that God has given me. And I can go back into the chronicles of my mind. I can access the files in my mind. And I, I, I realize I got more good that happened. Than bad. Do I have anybody? 
I, I would tell somebody something. Sometimes when you look at your life, you may think that the bad outweighs the good. But can I tell you something? If you were to really look at your life, come on, somebody. You, you're not where you used to be. Come on, somebody. Look, listen to me real good. Listen to me real good. You, you got a reason to shout this morning. You got a reason to lift your voice. You got a reason not to be quiet in the presence of God this morning. Because when you think back to all that God has done for you, do I have anybody? Do I have anybody here who can just shout to the Lord, amen, and say, Lord, I thank you this morning because my good outweighs my bad. I got something to shout about. I got something to lift my voice for, amen. I'm not just making noise here, y'all. Amen. Amen. And the question is, do you remember what it felt like to be loved by God? Amen. It's, it's amazing because I guess for many of us to understand God's love, we must look at what he has done for us because we don't see a physical God. Amen. Listen, your life has been set up by God. Everything that has happened to you has happened to you because God somehow, amen, was in, God somehow was orchestrating it, amen, the way it is. You, you may have said that failed marriage that you had or that failed job that you had or that failed career that you had, but, but even through your failures, come on somebody, you learn something. You know what you learn? You learn how to survive. Do I have anybody? You didn't think you could survive it when you were in it. Oh, I wish I had somebody. But, but God somehow, amen, was working behind the scenes. And, and, and can I tell you something? I may not see God, but I see the hands of God. Do I have anybody who can recognize the hands of God in your situation this morning? And I'm talking about you can say, Pastor, I know it was God because when I look at the outcome, when I was in it, I didn't see it. But when I look at the outcome, come on somebody, I see the hands of God. Do I have anybody that can see the master's hands Working, he says, "You, he is the potter. You are the clay. Amen. And whatever God is making right now, listen, he's not going to tell the, 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 the clay what he's making. He's just going to make it. Do I have anybody? He doesn't need permission. And sometimes we, amen, we want all the clues that God said, let me work. Let me work in your life. Let me orchestrate things. Yeah, I understand. But you know, when I see the work of God in my life, can I tell you something? That's my reason to lift my voice. That's my reason to say hallelujah. That's my reason to say thank you, Jesus. Amen. That's my reason to have joy. Amen. You see, why, 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 why did the psalmist start off the way he did? Now, in, in this particular psalm, it's amazing because some psalms begin with the bad news first. But this particular psalm, the psalmist began with the good news first. 
See, we're reading the glory, but we don't know the story. Now watch this, watch this now. He writes off, he writes in verse verse 1 and verse 2, he says, I love the Lord. And then he gave, he gives us some reasons why he loved the Lord, right? But if you keep reading the psalm, you'll realize that he then begins to talk about the reason behind his love. The reason why he relies on God and the reason he lifts his voice to God in prayer for every circumstance because he's had an experience with God. Do I have anybody here this morning who've had an experience with God? Do I have anybody here this morning? Amen. Now, and I'm talking about you have experienced something so miraculous that you know it was nobody but God that did that in your life. Listen, when, when folk counted you out, amen. Come on, somebody. When, when the world says you wouldn't be nothing, amen, it seems like God just does things miraculously, y'all. Psalmist, amen. What happened to him? I'll tell you what happened to him. Psalm 115 is a congregational song. Psalm 116, tell your neighbor, is personal. It's a personal song of thanksgiving. It's a personal song of thanksgiving for deliverance. Do I have anybody here been delivered? Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. And I ain't talking about just drugs now. I'm talking about you've been delivered from negativity. You, you've been delivered from doubt. You, you've been delivered hey, 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 from some people. Amen. You've been delivered, come on somebody, from an environment that you felt stuck in. But but listen, the psalmist says, listen, I'm going to make a song about all of this. And that's what he did. The psalmist recalled throughout this song how God delivered him. But watch this. He delivered him from a near-death experience. Have you ever been close to death? Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. I'm feeling this psalm. Let me tell you something. The psalmist said, man, listen. The stuff I've been through. Oh. Man, I got a few people here that should be lifting their voice. I'm talking about you should be shouting for real because I know your story. See, I know where God had brought you from. And can I tell somebody here this question? Can I tell you something this morning? Amen. The psalmist reminds me of myself. And he should remind you about you. Because when he begins to talk about all that God, let's just look at it. Look at verse 3. He says, I'm going to get to verse 1 and 2, but look, look what he says. He says, the cords of death. <laughs> what did it do? Right. 
The terror of what? Tell your neighbor, he going through some stuff. <laughs> Tell your neighbor, he going through some stuff. <laughs> Tell your neighbor, I'm going through some stuff. <laughs> he says, he says the terror of Sheol. You know what that means? He's almost seeing hell. And somebody here, you're going through hell. But you better lift your voice. It ain't over yet. You're still breathing. And what may seem like hell on earth, God says, I can deliver you. He says he was, listen, the cord of death was around his neck. And Sheol, watch this, he was surrounded by the terrors of Sheol. Look what he says, came upon me. I found distress and sorrow. Look at verse 4. He says, then. I'm going to get to that in a minute. But go to verse 8. For you rescued me. I'm sorry, you have you you have rescued my soul. Oh, do you not know that we were dead people walking? The Bible says we were dead in our trespasses and sin, and we thought we had it going on. We we listen, we reeked of death, but God saved our soul. Do I have anybody here this morning understand? You understand what I'm saying when I say lift your voice. Choir director, choir leader, this shouldn't have to say stand up and praise God. All the hell we done been through. Come on somebody. Come on somebody. Look what he said. Look what he said. I'm talking about what he said. He says, for you have rescued my soul from death. My eyes from, you've been looking at all kinds of hell for a long time. Amen. Everything you saw was terror. You've been traumatized. Come on, somebody. I'm, talk, I'm talking about where the psalmist is. <laughs> look, 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 look at this. Look at this. And, and listen, and listen. He had a choice. You know what happens to us when we are in situations like this? We don't, we don't, we don't raise our voice. We don't lift our voice. We, we get worse. We turn to the bottle. Amen. We turn to drugs. We turn to negativity. We start isolating ourselves. But he says, no, not me. Not me. I have someone that I can call on. Do I have anybody? I just wanted you to understand what he meant when he said in verse 1, I love the Lord. It wasn't just that I love the Lord. You know how we say we love the Lord? Come on, y'all. And I'm talking about the kind of love that never breaks. The kind of love that even when it doesn't look good, I still love you. You know why? Because I tell your name, I remember. See, some of us forget. We forget what God did. I remember when you came. Yeah, boy, I remember that. See, I remember. Amen. And and sometimes the way we live, it shows we don't remember. 
Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. Do you remember one play? Do you remember game? <laughs> Amen. Do you remember how far, how broke you was? Do you remember how you were jobless? How you were in despair? How you were broken? Come on, somebody. How you didn't have no hope? Used, abused, and kicked to the curb. But God. Come on, help me, somebody. Psalmist said, let, let, me, let me tell you something. Look, 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 look what he says. He said, not only did, did, did you rescue my soul from death, he said, but I was crying all the time. When you came here, all you did was cry. Cried and cried and cried and you kept on crying. Tell your neighbor, lift your voice. See, it's a new day now. We are on the other side of terror. We are on the other side of death. We are on the other side of hell. Because we ain't going there no more. Come on. Come on now. Look what he says. He says, he says, uh, yeah, my eyes from tears. My feet from what? Stumbling. Look at verse 12. Now look what he has. What should I render unto God for all of these? Tell your neighbor, God has a benefit package. You better hear me. You better hear me. And in that benefit package, there's joy. In that benefit package, there's peace. In that benefit package, there's longs. Why do you get so thrown off? Do you for, have you forgotten? Come on, y'all. We get tripped out about where we are now, but that's your old life. This new life that we have now, the stuff that comes your way, listen, you can shake it off. Because we have benefits. We have grace. Oh, come on, somebody. And we have mercy. We have the Holy Spirit. We have, hallelujah, Jesus sitting at the right hand of God. Do I have anybody? We have an intercessor. Now listen, I want to I wanna get with you in your pity party. Are you with me? Keep your invitation. I don't want it. You understand what I'm saying? Because I want to tell you something. It's time for you and I to lift our voice rather than complaining. Come on. See, see, see. So look, 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 let, me, let, let me show you something here. Look, look, look what he says real quick. I, I, I'm talking about the psalmist. All right? I ain't talking about you. You got it together. He says, I love the Lord. Now, let me tell you something about this word love real quick. See, a lot of people say they love God. They really say, I, you know, I love God. Do you really understand what that love is like? See, the love in marriage is the same kind of love he's talking about right here. And the reason the psalmist was so 
excited about God and lifting his voice to God because he really loved him. But it wasn't just an ordinary love. Let me show you the kind of love it is. Put it up there for me. Let me explain this. When you said, I do, you made a covenant. And you got to be careful. It's not a contract. It's a covenant. And the psalmist is saying, God, I love you because I'm married to you. But watch this. But I love you so much that in spite of what may come after this, I'm going to stay faithful to you. See, 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 covenant is the key to understanding how God relates to creation. Covenant is what God uses throughout the Bibles, throughout Scripture. It is it describes His love. Watch this: three hundred and twenty times you find the word this covenant love that's in the Bible. He's not just saying, "God, I love you." He says, "God, I'm in covenant with you." Do I have anybody? God's people throughout history have used this love, this love to express their love in the most important of all human relationships, and that's marriage. And so what the writer is saying, God, I don't just love you. I love you. And I love you so much that when I look back at what's happening right now, when I look back, but when I look at what's happening now, I'm going to remind myself of the covenant that I made with you. Do I have anybody? I know you want to give up. I know you want to throw in the towel. But I want to tell you something. The psalmist says, because of his covenant love, listen, you shouldn't have wrote your name on it if you didn't meet it. Come on, somebody. You shouldn't have came up here and said, I do, if you're saying, I don't now. Do I have anybody? And a lot of us got to remind ourselves that we're not married to each other. We're married to God. The Bible says that in Jesus Christ, We are now married to him. And watch this. And we display this marriage through membership in the church. Oh, Lord. Don't get quiet right there. Listen, membership in the church means that you are now in covenant with God. And that's how you display your faithfulness to the relationship when you serve, when you give, come on somebody, when you pray, when you praise, when you show up on Sunday, you're just showing up to say, God, I love you. Why? Because when death was upon me, when I couldn't stop crying, when I couldn't stop Hey, when life was, hey, beating me up, God, you brought me in 
to a marriage. Come on, somebody. And his covenant love is what we are operating by now. Now look at your marriage now. I'm talking about the married people. Is that the kind of love you have for God? Can't get along? Uh Uh-oh. It ain't good? Boy, I got choir. I shouldn't have, I shouldn't have stopped the momentum right there. <laughs> I should have kept it going, huh? But I want you to think. Covenant love. Who else could, could it be that could rescue him from physical death? But God. Come on, somebody. Who else can 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 do things that 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 listen that that look that seems impossible and he makes the impossible things possible right uh, nobody but but God L- listen to this how many times has God spared your life I, I, I'm just saying what 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 brought you what brought him comfort was the fact that he was in love with God not saying he loved God <laughs> come on somebody he was in love with God. He wasn't just saying, when I read this and I started to search it, I was like, dang, he's saying, I love the Lord because we are in covenant together. Do I have anybody? When when you find yourself drifting, listen, the church is not your enemy. Hey, the bride is not, I told the couples yesterday, your spouse is not your enemy. Come on, somebody. The church is not your enemy. Come on, somebody. God is not your enemy. God loves you. And he loved you so much that he gave himself up at Calvary to prove that love. Hey, 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 hey. To you and I. And I thank God that he did not let death take me. Do I have anybody? That when I was dead in my trespasses and sin. Christ died for my sins. Do I have anybody? And, and now we are in covenant with him. But look what he says next. I love the Lord because he hears, oh my gosh, when you come into covenant love with God, do, do you know God doesn't hear sinners? Amen. And, and uh, you ready for this? He doesn't hear sinners and he doesn't hear disobedient husbands. First Peter 3. Just in case you want to know where the location is for that. The Bible says if you are disobedient to the word and if you're not living with your wife in an understanding way and y'all always arguing back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. God ain't hearing nothing you say. Not a word. And that's why you're frustrated. Because God ain't hearing your prayer. You can say whatever you want to say. He hear my prayer. That's your work, not him. Because when God is working, you just sit back and cruise control. You just let it ride. Come on, don't, don't go there. Don't go there. Don't go there. I ain't going there. Don't go there. Uh-uh, 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 uh-uh. Bringing him up in my church today. Uh-uh. Amen. Just let it ride, y'all. Let it ride. Let it, let, let it ride. All right, okay, all right. Come on. Come on, come on, come on. So, so not only is his, we see his, 
his covenant love. Watch this. We see his what? His confidence. See, see, let, let, let me say this. He says, he hears my voice and my what? Supplication. This word refers to him asking God, not for finances, but for favor. Lord Jesus. He said, Lord, give me favor. And he understands that when he prays, because he prayed when he was at the point of death, and he has a record that God had rescued him. Somebody here, you know what I'm talking about. You prayed before, and God has answered your prayer. What's the problem now? (laughs) Come on, somebody. You can pray now, and he can answer whatever that is that you're going through right now. You have to have the confidence when you approach him that he will do what he says he'll do because he did it before he can do it again. Come on and say amen. This word has the word, not only the cry for favor, but the cry for mercy. The word also means that God will bend down when you call, he will stoop down and say, hey. The God of the universe will turn in your direction, stoop down and give you his ears. Come on, somebody. He says, because he hears. Oh, I wish I had somebody. God doesn't hear a sinner's prayer. He doesn't hear a disobedient husband's prayer either. You can lift your voice in prayer or praise either way. He hears you. Amen. In his confidence in the face of death, he knew that God going to bring me through this. Ah, somebody here this morning, I want to tell you something. Whatever you're facing now, you got to have some confidence. Because not only do you have a record, but you got a testimony. You got a testimony that when you prayed the last time, amen, it wasn't because you were so good. Amen. But it was because you were in covenant with God. And when you prayed, oh, I wish I had you. He answered. He knew that the next time he faced whatever. See, I'm trying to help you with something. I'm confident of this very thing. That he who began a good work in me will in no wise finish it. I'm confident that the moment I say, Father, he turns in my direction. I'm confident that prayer still works. I'm confident that, hey, God is going to answer in his time. Do I have anybody? I know that I'm not alone in this situation because when I open my mouth, And I say, Father, he hears me. How confident are you in your prayer? How confident are you that God is going to answer? We do this little play prayer stuff. Father, I'm saying we pray real quick. But do we pray with this? Do we pray with this? Do we pray with the confidence that when we ask, come on somebody, That he will deliver. Do I have anybody? No no more worrying. No no more doubt. Come on somebody. Uh, God knows your voice. And when you lift your voice to him. He'll turn in your direction. He'll stoop down a little low. Ah, somebody's going to hear me here. And, and, And he will listen to what you're saying. You're not complaining 
but you're praising him. You're saying, God, I thank you for what I'm going through right now. But I have a record from the past that I asked you for such and such and such. And God, you delivered me, but you gave me exactly what I was asking for. And now the situation looks real dim right now. But I got the confidence today because I am in covenant with you, God, that he who asks by faith will receive everything that he's asking for. Do I have a witness here? Psalmist says, I was close to death, but God answered me. He says, I love you, not because I'm using you, but because you heard me. Oh, somebody know what I'm talking about. Somebody here got a, got a record of prayers that has been answered. Oh, Lord, have mercy. Oh, Lord, have mercy. He says he inclined, he stooped down. Uh-huh. To me. Look at verse, look at verse 2. He said, because he inclined his ear Tell your neighbor to me. You know how many people have given up? Because, because God didn't answer the way they wanted to answer. They gave up on prayer because they think the time the timing is off. But how many know he'll show up right on time? Not only do I see his confidence, but watch this. I want to help somebody with this. We see his what? Consolation. You know what that word means? Comfort. We see his consolation. Here's his consolation. He's like, you know what? You, you know why I love him? Not only because he heard me, but he literally, now watch this. This word incline means to stretch out. God literally stretched out himself and gave him his undivided. That's comforting to know. That when I'm by myself, when, when, I, when I don't know what's going to happen, listen, when, when, when it seems like, uh, yeah, 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 like nobody can help me. I'm comforted by this, that God himself he didn't send a substitute. Do you know how many God encounters you have every day? And some of us, we miss those God encounters because we're not expecting him. He's the word carries the idea of, watch this, comfort. But listen to this, confidence is one thing. But I know some people that are confident, but they have no comfort in their hearts. See, he stretches himself. God does. God does what he does best. You know what's comforting to you? What should be comforting to you? Comforted to you? His voice. That when you read his word, that when you hear his word being preached, that right now you should have a sense of comfort, not chaos. You should have a sense of comfort right now. 
that, man, I've been praying about this thing. I've been trying to, yeah, it's the 31st. I already know finna happen. Amen. Bills are due. Come on, yeah, uh-huh. Call people calling, all kinds of stuff. But I'm comforted because I've already prayed about it. I'm not going to worry about it. Amen. Listen, listen. He, in that moment, amen, he, he called God's name and he got God's attention. Can you imagine that? Is that your testimony? He says, he says, he says, because he inclined. You ever notice because is used twice? He's given us the reason. But watch this. Watch what he says. Watch what he says. And I'm going to go, I'm going to sit down. He says, not only because he inclined his ear to me, personal. But watch what he says next. He says, therefore, now, now you know what the therefore is there for, right? Now, now watch this now. This is the part that really got me. Because some of us, when we pray and we get our answer, we think we got away with something. Ah, Lord Jesus. You've been driving with a suspended license. And you got away this week. Amen. You got a bench warrant. You ain't went and dealt with it. Amen. But you got away with it. Because you prayed. Come on, somebody. Come on. I'm trying to help somebody now. Okay. All right. And maybe, maybe you're not a criminal. Okay. All right. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. All right. Okay. <laughs> all right. You got them bills that's due. All right. You made it to church on fumes. Come on now. Come on now. Come on. I'm just trying to help you with something here. Okay, and, and, and you have a record. You have a therefore. Every one of us in this room have a... I thought y'all would lift your voice a little bit louder today, but y'all working me today. I'm sweating now. I, I, I'm talking about you have a therefore. Anybody here got a therefore? How many of you got a therefore? What, 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 what's your therefore? Come on, somebody. What's your therefore? The therefore is this, that he's answered some prayers from you for you in the past. Come on, somebody. Therefore, because God has inclined his ear to me, because God has rescued me from death, because the cords of death was wrapped around my neck. Come on, somebody. You got a therefore. You got a therefore, y'all. Come on, somebody. That I'm not just going to pray when I feel like it. I'm going to pray all the time. So not only do I see his consolation, his comfort, but lastly, I see his commitment. Do I have anybody? Listen, whatever's going on in your life, you have to make a commitment to God. That God, I'm going to commit myself not to calling nobody else but you. See, I've been down and I've been out. But God, I'm no longer going to trust man. I'm going to call on you because I have a therefore. Do I have anybody here this morning? You have a therefore in your, in your heart. You got a therefore list of how God has answered your prayer. His commitment to God was not just for a week of prayer. His commitment to God was not just 40 days of prayer. But his commitment was to a lifetime 
of prayer that whenever I find myself in a pickle, whenever I find myself in a dark alley, whenever I find myself with my back against the wall, guess what I'm going to do? I'm not going to call Peter and I'm not going to rob Paul. But what I am going to do, I'm going to commit to calling on your name. As long as I live, I'm going to lift my voice. I'm going to lift my hands. I'm going to lift my heart. I'm not going to be discouraged no more because I have a therefore. Do I have anybody here this morning? that understand what I'm talking about. Can you imagine that throughout a lifetime, even when it seems like the prayer is not getting through, that God is still committed to answering your prayer. You may get a yes, you may get a no, you may get a maybe, you may get a hold on, but you got an answer. Do I have anybody here who want to commit that for the rest of my life, I'm not going to panic. I'm going to pray. I'm not going to panic under pressure. I'm going to what? Pray. Yeah. Do I have anybody? Do I have anybody here this morning that's going to lift your voice this morning? And you're going to say hallelujah. Hallelujah to a holy God. Do I have anybody here this morning that want to praise him with me? Will you praise the Lord this morning? Will you lift your voice this morning and say, God, as long as I live, I'm going to make a covenant that not only will I love you, but my covenant is I'm going to call on you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, hallelujah, glory to his name, hallelujah, glory to his name. I got someone I can call on, I got someone I can call on. His name is Wonderful Counselor, his name is El Elyon. Do I have anybody? Do I have anybody here today? Y'all gonna make me get happy. Do I have anybody in here? He is, hallelujah, the king of glory. Do I have anybody? He is the king of kings. He is your comforter. He is the author of life. He is the everlasting God. He's everlasting. He's ever present. He is I am of I am. He is Emmanuel. If you call him, he'll answer. I said, if you call him, he'll answer. Why in the world would I not make a covenant to call? Amen. A commitment to call him when I know he's going to answer. Do I have anybody here? Stop giving up on prayer. Stop giving up on God. And trust and believe that whatever you're going through, he'll make a way out of nowhere. Do I have anybody? He is Jehovah Rapha. He is Jehovah Shalom. The God of peace. He is Jehovah Shema. Hallelujah. A God who is there. Hallelujah. 
You know, a focus on grace can change your perspective. For, for a little bit of joy in your life, wake up in the morning. Rather than complaining about what you don't have, start with the grace of God. Start with what he's already done. He's already done enough. Start with what he's already done. Watch this, that you don't deserve. Start with that. And as the song goes, count your blessings. Name them one by one. Count your blessings. See what God has done. Count your blessings. Name them one by one. And it will surprise you what the Lord has done. Give God a hand clap of praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to his name. Lift your voice. Amen. Therefore, as long as I live, I don't know about you. I'm going to tell you like this. And I just saw this. His covenant was not just a covenant to love God. But I want to change that commitment to a covenant, a commitment covenant.